welcome to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. During the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a leading business advisor and two-time best-selling author, will cover topics that will help business owners run their companies more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with myself, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And um, uh, we've got a treat for you this week. We're going to talk with someone who is an expert on something that every single person listening right now deals with and experiences um, and is challenged with on a regular basis. And uh, that is along the lines of dealing with conflict and dealing with, um, you know, difficult people, difficult situations, angry people. Uh, so this week, our guest is none other than Mr. Doug Knoll. He is an award-winning author, speaker, and trainer. And after 22 years as a trial lawyer, he became a peacemaker and mediator. And that's why we have him on the show. He's going to teach us how to be a peacemaker. <laughs> so Doug, welcome to Mr. Biz Radio. Hey, Ken. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, I think I can teach people in about 10 minutes how to be peacemakers. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah, just, yeah, it's real easy. Super simple, They're Really right? easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, Doug, I guess let's get started with, um, talk talk to us. I mean, we, I mentioned, you know, 22 years as a trial lawyer. Talk to us about your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. So, uh, briefly stated, I grew up in Southern California and Graduated from high school, went back east to college at Dartmouth College, and then came back to California, went to law school, graduated from law school in 1977, so I kind of dating myself a little bit, <laughs> and uh, worked for a judge for a year, and then went into private practice. And I, I grew up in Southern California, but I didn't want to live down there, and I didn't want to live in the Bay Area, so I moved to Central California, and and it turned out to be a that turned out to be a great decision. Um, the firm that I joined as a young lawyer in 1978 wanted me to become a big time trial lawyer. And so that's what they made me do. I joined the firm in September of 1978 and tried my first civil jury trial, a construction dispute in uh, November of 1978. And then went on from there to just try be just a big time financial and commercial trial lawyer. And, and our firm was known for being really fierce and i was known for even being more fierce <laughs> and you know tended to represent people from outside the region suing the power power and money interests in the central valley which is mostly agriculture so it was a pretty interesting job for a long time but through a series of events uh that i won't bore you with i i had a change of heart and in the mid late to mid to late 1990s decided to go back to school and get my master's degree in peacemaking and conflict studies. And those, my teachers and mentors completely changed my perspective about conflict and life and everything. So I left the practice of law in 2000. I did everything I told my clients not to do. No business plan, no money, just <laughs> up and left. And, and, and I left $10 million on the table in my old firm. And I just walked away from it. I was sick of it. And that was the best decision I ever made. And so I started out as a peacemaker and a commercial mediator and an arbitrator and got some, made my chops on some really huge cases that probably the most notable one was a half a billion dollar partnership breakup and managed to help people get that resolved. And from there on, I was 
just handle all kinds of conflicts, thousands and thousands of conflicts. And then in 2010, uh, with my colleague, Laurel Coffer, we, we created the Prison of Peace Project and began working in maximum security prisons in California, teaching lifers and long-termers how to become peacemakers and mediators in a prison environment. And it started off as a pro bono project, but eventually we, in 2017, we, it, it was pro bono from 2010 to 2017, and we got some funding. And by the time the pandemic hit, we were, we were in 15 California prisons, a prison in Connecticut, and 15 prisons in Greece. I mean, the thing that just took off. Wow, yeah. It was amazing. And along the way, I've developed a unique set of skills, which we, we can talk about, uh, which you mentioned in your intro. And uh, I teach those, now I teach those both in workshops, live workshops, virtual workshops, and with online courses, teaching people two things. One, how to calm an angry person in 90 seconds or less, which is the title of my fourth book, and how to listen other people into existence, which is the same basic skill, but it's a, it's a, it has a broader effect. And these are skills that I've trained business people in and thought leaders in over the last uh, probably 15 years. And it just changes, it changes everything. When you imagine being able to create instant trust, instant rapport, you're able to calm down an angry person in seconds and you know exactly what to say, how to say it and when to say it every single time without fail and have the other person thank you for listening to them, no matter how intense the situation is. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the project with the prisons, I, I can't even imagine um, how valuable that is and how I'm sure, I mean, not only, I'm sure the prisoners are super thankful for it as well, but uh, the folks working at the prisons, you know, gosh, that's, I mean, a big part of their role is dealing with conflict on a daily basis, right. an hourly basis, minute by minute basis, for crying out loud. We, we, we actually uh, have received unsolicited letters from wardens and command staff with the, uh, you know, corrections, with the corrections people thanking us for coming in because we reduced, uh, we, our people, our, our inmates literally stopped the violence in the prison. We started in the largest, most violent women's prison in the world in 2010. And 12, eight, about 18 months later, we got a letter from the warden, Ron Davis, saying, you guys have completely changed this place. It is no longer a violent prison because of your work. Yeah, I Amazing. can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that. And that's a it's a good tease, actually, because uh, those of you guys who listen uh, to the show regularly know that uh, during the third segment of the show, we always pick the brain of our, our guest, and uh, that's what we're going to do today, of course, and we're going to have Doug walk us through exactly what he had mentioned in the title of his fourth book, and that is How to Calm an Angry Person in 90 Seconds or Less. Now, Doug, I, I have a somewhat serious, but also uh, being a little facetious, um, does that work on yourself as well? Like, can I, yes. can I, can I calm myself in 90 yes. seconds when I'm angry? <laughs> yes, you can. It's amazing. <laughs> So let me tell uh, uh, the quick story of uh, I stumbled on this by pure accident uh, in uh, in 2005. I obviously had a master's degree and a law degree, but nothing I learned really taught me how to calm angry people down. And I was being paid big bucks to come into these huge family business conflicts where hundreds of millions of dollars were at stake and get get family members calmed down so they wouldn't end up in courts and spew their wealth out to lawyers or corporate disputes or partnership disputes. And I had no good tools. And in 2005, I had a really tough mediation and I stumbled on this idea of listening to emotions. And that's how it all started. And it was just, it was amazing how it worked. And then it turned out that in 2007, 
Matthew Lieberman, a neuroscientist at UCLA, did a brain scanning study and established why these ideas work. He showed what was actually going on in the brain when we listen to emotions. And it turns out that we can do third-party listening, which is called third-party affect labeling, and also first-party affect labeling, where you can label your own emotions and actually calm yourself down in 30 or 40 seconds because of our, how our brains are hardwired. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, if that doesn't make you uh, whet your appetite for what we're going to talk about yet in the show, I don't know what will, because, uh, you know, I know I deal with it. Uh, I shouldn't say often, but, you know, we all have frustrations now and again. So this will be uh, invaluable for everyone listening. So again, this week we're talking with Mr. Doug Knoll. You can find out more at dougknoll.com or he's actually created a specific page for our listeners, dougknoll.co forward slash biz solutions. You can find out more. So come back after the break. We'll give the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week and continue talking with Doug Knoll. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. It is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week, and this week's tip is actually a quote from uh, none other than Mr. Uh, Mr. Shark Tank guy himself, Mr. Mark Cuban, and his quote that I actually love, and that's why we we made it a tip for uh, one of our tips of the week is. Wherever there is change and wherever there is uncertainty, there is opportunity. I think too often folks look at those, those, those uh, where there's change and uh, uncertainty as, as challenges, as opposed to looking at, you know, sort of that glass half full type of thing. And, you know, there's opportunity there to, you know, t- you know be part of that change or, or, or help this uncertainty and make things more certain, et cetera. So uh, that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week. All right, so let's get back into talking with this week's guest, Mr. Doug Knoll. So, Doug, uh, so you, gosh, uh, I don't even know where to start here. So you've done, uh, obviously, we've talked about you were a trial lawyer for a long time. I also know, a little birdie told me, that you are uh, an aircraft and helicopter pilot, a ski instructor, um, a second-degree black belt, a Tai Chi master, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. you got all kinds of interesting things going on. My question, though, is around um, the black belt um, and Tai Chi master. Did that play a part in this, you know, this sort of second career you have as, as oh. being a mediator and, and peacemaker? It's it it it, it, it was the, it played a it was it was the cause of the change. Let me tell you the story. Okay. So, I, I, I although I was born with a lot of disabilities, um, I managed to overcome a lot of them and one of the things one of the things i'm still passionate about is skiing alpine skiing and i was actually uh i'm a level three certified ski instructor with the professional ski instructors of america but getting 
that certification is extremely difficult. And I had taken the exam three times and failed, not because of my teaching ability or my technical knowledge, but because my skiing wasn't strong enough. So I decided, this was back in the 80s, I decided to start cross-training. And this is before anybody knew what cross-training was. And I decided to take up martial arts. So I did. And I started studying a Northern Chinese Kung Fu style. And I was horrible at it. Horrible at it for two or three or four years. And this is kind of my path. You know, I take up something and I'm really bad at it for a long time and then click. I'm really good <laughs> at it. And that's what happened here. I got really good at it. Like, it, I'm, and all my instructors were just sort of blown away. Like one day I'm horrible and the next day I'm like a master. It's just how it works with me. I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. Anyways, <laughs> ultimately I got my first degree black belt and then I got my secondary black belt about a year later. Uh, and my teacher, main teacher, uh, the Dashifu called me in and said, you're done here. And I said, what? He said, yeah, you're arrogant. You're an asshole. You're a lawyer. You're a secondary black belt for you. Uh, you know, a fair fight is five guys with knives and you unarmed and you'll take them all down. I know that, you know, that you're going to hurt somebody. And so before I teach you any further, you've got to go master Tai Chi. Well, that was a death sentence because you never master Tai Chi. <laughs> so I did. I went out and I started studying Tai Chi. And Tai Chi has two really interesting paradoxes. One is the softer you are, the stronger you are. And the other paradox is the more vulnerable you are, the more powerful you are. Soft to be strong, vulnerable to be powerful. Well, Ken, this did not compute. <laughs> hardcore trial or your hardcore secondary black belt you know war is my game mm -hmm. violence is my game and but a weird thing happened again i was really crappy at tai chi for a long time and then all of a sudden it clicked and i got it and the paradoxes made sense to me and i saw how powerful they were when i was soft and vulnerable even in in martial arts i just kicked everybody's ass and it was effortless. And so one day I was trying a case and I was cross-examining somebody and the thought came to me, what the hell am I doing in here? And so I finished the trial and had a vacation planned, a whitewater trip up in Idaho with a bunch of friends. And I spent 10 days on the main salmon in my, by myself in my raft, thinking about how many people I'd really served as a trial lawyer. And I could only come up with five people with over 200 cases that it really came out of the system better than going in. I, that's not a great result. And I don't want to go another 30 years and only serve 15 or 20 people. So I'm done. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it turns out when I got back into town, I drove down out of the mountains where I live in the town and heard the one and only public service announcement for a new master's degree in peacemaking and conflict studies being offered at Fresno Pacific University, which is the West Coast Mennonite University. And that caught my attention. So I checked it out and uh, they were a little skittish about having a lawyer come into their program, especially somebody like me who had a pretty ferocious reputation. And I was a little skittish about their orientation, but uh, we just decided to give it a try. And it was amazing. The mo one of the most amazing educational experiences of my life. And I spent three years as a full-time master's degree student. I was a three-quarters time law professor teaching at our local law school and a full-time trial lawyer. And that was the end of my first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it started. And I had talked to my partners about, 
leaving trial practice and creating a problem-solving practice. And they were horrified by that idea. So ultimately, they forced me out. And that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because I left and, like I said, in 2000 and, and opened my own peacemaking and mediation practice. And I'll say that since that time, I haven't made nearly the kind of money I made as a lawyer, but the satisfaction in my life and the thousands and tens of thousands of people that I've helped and made their lives better in the last 20 years far exceeds any dollar that I could ever possibly earn. It's an amazing life. And I just learned that having the big house and the big car and all the status stuff is not important when you're out there serving people and changing lives. And well, so that's, that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, what, gosh, what an epiphany, um, you know, it, have you ever sat back and thought, you know, now that you've gone through this journey and this, uh, you know, I guess somewhat of a transformation, um, you know, what your life would have been had you not gone oh. down that path? You're right, Ken. I mean, I look at my colleagues, not that I see much of them during the pandemic, but they're all worn out husks and none of them are, and none of them are happy. And I, I'm 70 years old and I look like I'm 50 and I act like I'm 50. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. When I stopped chasing the dollar and started following my heart, everything changed, everything. And I make a decent living and, you know, I live on 10 acres in the middle of the central Sierra Nevada and we isolate up here because of the pandemic, but it's just at, my wife and I, we just never want to leave the property. We go, we leave the property once, you know, once a week, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I've got high speed internet. So everything I do is online and everything she does is online. It's, it's I mean, it's amazing. We wow. work hard. I mean, we're entrepreneurs. We obviously work hard, but you know, it's an amazing life. Yeah. No, it sounds like it. I, I, I can't even imagine how fulfilling that must be to have, you know, sort of gone down the path that you have. Uh, again, this week we're talking with Mr. Doug Knoll. You can find out more at DougKnoll.com. His last name actually is spelled N-O-L-L, -L, just like it sounds. Um, and he also has created a page for us, for our listeners. So you can go to DougKnoll.co forward slash biz solutions to find out more about what he has going on and some of his online courses, um, his books. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. We're going to uh, almost up coming up against a break here, but we're going to talk again about how to calm an angry person in 90 seconds or less, which again, as I mentioned at the outset of the show, is something that we all deal with, whether, you know, as I sort of jokingly mentioned you're, you're with yourself when you get angry. I just had a <clears throat> maybe a bit of an incident yesterday driving in the car in traffic. <laughs> um, uh, so I'll be curious to, to learn some of this myself. I can use it the next time I want to commute. Actually, we'll be in the car for a good bit uh, tomorrow. So I, I'm going to be able to use some of these uh, these, these uh, new, new skills. So come back after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. We'll continue talking with Mr. Doug Knoll. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. 
Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. And oh, I cannot wait to hear some of this, Doug. I know you're going to have some things. I'm going to be writing feverishly with some notes here. So, uh, as we've talked about, Doug is going to help us uh, learn how to calm an angry person in 90 seconds or less, which again, as I mentioned, is the title of his fourth book. Go out and check that out um, all everywhere you find books uh, on a regular basis. But Doug, talk to me. How, how can we calm an angry person, including ourselves, in 90 seconds or less? Okay, so the secret is counterintuitive. And that is you're going to learn how to listen to and reflect emotions, not words. So the three steps are, number one, when you're confronted with an angry person or any emotional person, they could be happy, they could be grieving, it could be any emotion, but let's just stick with anger mm -hmm. since that's common. The first thing you're going to do is ignore their words. We have all heard angry words before. There is no news here. We, can, we don't need to listen for 35 or 45, 90 seconds. We don't need to listen to the words. We, we want to ignore the words for two important reasons. One, we don't want to get triggered ourselves. And if they're screaming in our face and spitting at us, they're so angry, we will get triggered. And then we'll do something that we probably won't help the situation much. The second thing that happens when we ignore the words is it frees up bandwidth in our brain to, the, to do the next two steps. So one of the hardest things people have is learning how to ignore words because we've been taught since two years old, listen to the word. Well, you know, the research shows that words only consist of 7% of the total human communication in an utterance. Only 7% of information is conveyed by words. We can afford to ignore the words. Step number two, we're going to listen to the emotions that this angry person is having in the moment. Obviously, anger is right there out in front, no question about that. But there are many other emotions that are underneath it. Anger is a presenting emotion, but typically underneath there's going to be disrespect. People are not going to feel appreciated. They're going to feel anxious. They're going to feel maybe embarrassed or humiliated or shamed. They're going to feel, they might feel sad. They might feel frightened. There could be a lot of different emotions under that. And what we want to do is listen to what's going on underneath. And, and people will say, geez, I hardly even aware of my own emotions. Not going to be aware of somebody else's emotions. Well, the secret is that our brains are hardwired to listen to and read emotions. Human beings have only had speech vocabulary for less than 230,000 years. And for millions of years before then, hominids congregated together in clans and groups and families. And they communicated, but they communicate through gestures and signs and emotions. And so our brains became very adept at reading what other people were feeling and experiencing without the use of words. And we still have that ability. The problem is that our, all of our educational training ignores that part of our brain. So it's never really well developed, but we can develop it very quickly. All you do is sit in silence. Somebody's yelling at you. You sit there, you're ignoring the words and you just sort of relaxed and listen for the emotions and they will pop into your consciousness. As soon as the emotion pops into your consciousness, you're gonna reflect it back to this angry person with a simple you statement. So I would say something like, hey, Ken, man, you are really pissed off. You're really angry. You're really upset. You feel completely disrespected. You've been completely ignored and you're completely unappreciated. 
And you're a little anxious because you're kind of depending on people to get stuff done and they're not. And it's just really frustrating to you. And you're a little sad because you feel like you've been betrayed and you feel like you've been abandoned and nobody is supporting you. And that's just really, the whole thing just really pisses you off. And just by doing what I just did, you would be amazed how quickly you can calm down an angry person. You're looking for four things. You're looking for a nod of the head. You're looking for your speaker to say something like, yeah, or exactly. <laughs> you're looking for a dropping of the shoulders and you're watching for a sigh of relief, an involuntary relaxation response. The scanning studies I mentioned earlier, now there are over 20 of them, all show that when we reflect back emotions, we are literally lending our prefrontal cortex to the person who's angry because that person's prefrontal cortex is offline. We're lending them our prefrontal cortex for the 30 to 45 seconds it takes for that prefrontal cortex to come back online. And what the brain scanning studies show is that as the prefrontal cortex comes online, the emotional systems that are now highly activated actually deactivate and calm down. And it literally takes 30 to 90 seconds for this to happen. Our brains are hardwired for it. It all happens unconsciously. And the angry person doesn't even know what you're doing. And all of a sudden they feel calm and relaxed. And they're saying, thanks. Thanks for listening to me. And that's the secret. That's how you do it. It's that simple. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I feel like, at least for me personally, I'm, as I'm sort of reflecting myself in, in, in situations that I've been in, is, you know, I think it's going to take some practice just like anything yes. else. Right. Um, Cause I, I can tell you one of the things that I know that I'm guilty of, and I don't, I don't think I'm alone in this, but when I'm dealing with someone who's angry um, or, or upset about something, I go instantly into fix it mode. That's right. Problem solving. You know, yeah. I want to make that, I want to make whatever situation, I want to make it better for that person. Right. I want to, you know, alleviate if you're upset and you're crying and I want to make That's you right. not cry. And, you know, if you're ticked that something get, didn't get done, well, let's figure out how to get it done. And and I can tell you, um, and I don't it know if it's work. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if it's gender specific, but I it, it does seems not work, like, especially with women. I was just gonna say I've got three daughters, uh, and you know, between my wife and three daughters, you know, I've my wife has even said it to me sometimes. You know, she'll she she said, "Can you just can you just stop?" Yeah, you know, and and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm I'm doing all this great stuff. So, I'm trying so, to alleviate the problem. Let me, let me, that is an extremely common problem. So let me explain just a couple things. One, the mantra is de-escalate then problem solve. Never try to fix a problem until you've got somebody calmed down. doesn't matter whether it's a man or a woman. Calm them down first by reflecting back their emotions. And then you can start finding out whether or not there's a problem that needs to be solved. When people go to problem solving first, it's because they're anxious about they're feeling anxiety around the other person's emotions and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And there's this weird perverse thing that goes on our head saying, if I can stop them from feeling anxious or upset or angry or mad, I'm going to feel better because they don't have emotions that are making me anxious, but it's the worst thing you can do. It's called emotional invalidation. And you want, you don't want to emotionally invalidate people. You want to emotionally validate them. You don't have to agree with them, mm -hmm. but they're having an emotional experience, validate their emotions by reflecting them back. Then when they're calm, you can do, do problem solving. Extremely powerful. How old are your daughters? Uh, 21, uh, almost 18, and 11. Okay, the 11-year-old's perfect. So, so next time your 11-year-old gets a little sideways, just label her emotions. Say, dear, 
you're really angry, you're frustrated, you're sad, you feel disrespect, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Just label her emotions very quickly, very conversationally, and watch what happens. It'll be a completely different result than anything you've ever experienced before. Well, I can imagine because, and I'm not just saying this, Doug, as you were sort of giving that example earlier. Right. You notice how it calmed you down. Right. It calmed me down and I wasn't even, I know I wasn't even fired up, but I, I, know. I could feel it, it calming me down. Yeah. It's, and if it's, you think for, for people who are listening to this, when I, when I affect labeled Ken, you felt the same thing. You felt the relaxation. He said, Oh my God, this guy's nailing it. He's getting exactly how I feel. And he does. And I'm on the, I'm in the audience listening to him. It's how it works. Yeah. It, it's the most powerful skill you can learn and master without a doubt. Yeah. That's a, absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, this has been absolutely fantastic, Doug. Um, gosh, uh, again, guys, we've been talking with Mr. Doug Knoll. You can go out to dougknoll.com or uh, for specifically for our listeners, go out to dougknoll.co forward slash biz solutions. You can find out all the good stuff he's got going on, including based on what you just heard, you might want to pick up a copy of his book, uh, Deescalate, How to Calm an Angry Person in 90 Seconds or Less. Uh, Doug, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Fantastic uh, information you shared. Thanks so much, Ken. It's been a lot of fun. We'll do yeah. it again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, look, Doug gave us all sorts of golden nuggets there that are going to be valuable for all of us. So make sure you re-listen to this bad boy. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, you know what I'm going to say. Cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.